as we come to the scriptures uh, this morning. That's our heart desires. All right, we're now going to our scripture reading for this morning, uh, which will be taken from the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter uh, 16. And I'll be reading from verse 14 uh, to verse 21. It's a very familiar uh, portion of scripture uh, that talks about um, uh, the children of Israel when God gave them uh, manna to eat. But if you remember the context of this uh, story, they were complaining um, to God, um, we, 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 we want something else to eat. All we've got is this manna, uh, this, uh, the, the, the meat that God gave them. And, um, and God actually gave them uh, manna from heaven. But there's something I want us to see from these verses of scripture, because this morning we're going to be looking at um, a message, a very simple message I've chosen to title it Day by Day. Uh, with Jesus, so if you want to call it every day with Jesus, and to see how that will affect us as we go on in the new year. Now, if you look at Exodus chapter 16, I intentionally chose to start from verse 14, but if you're reading from the verses before verse 14, you see the context. They were grumbling, murmuring, uh, worried about the food they were eating, and they wanted something else, and um, and then you get to verse 14, where God actually gave them uh, manna from heaven. And he says, when the dew evaporated, uh, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. And Moses told them, it is the food the Lord has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instruction. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. Listen to the instruction that God is giving them. Gather as much as you need. God was meeting their needs at this time. And so, so the people of Israel did, as they were told. Some gathered lot, a lot, some only a little. And you can see that. Some a lot, some a little. Obviously, some violating the rules that they were given. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. You can underline that, needed. Then Moses told them, do not keep any of it until morning. But when, when you get to the next verse, the disobedience, fragrant regard, disregard for the word of God, it says, but some of them didn't listen and kept some of it until morning. But by then, it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell. Moses was very angry with them. After this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. And if you keep reading on, you'll see exactly what happened and why God told them, do not gather more than you need. And God was meeting the needs of his people. But because of their disobedience, they just would not stick to what God had already instructed or told them to do. So this morning, we're just going to look at this uh, simple message, living day by day uh, with Jesus. And I think there is a great lesson in there for us this morning as we uh, go along. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for these words of scripture. Uh, thank you that we can come to you. Uh, thank you that you're a God who guides us day by day, who provides for your people. And Lord, I pray that um, 
these words will sink deep in our hearts. It will stir up that great trust and confidence that you know everything about us and you are that God who is with us in the journeys of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this is um, the second Sunday in uh, the new uh, year. Uh, last Sunday, for those who joined us in the service, uh, if you remember the, uh, the sermon that was preached or what I shared with us uh, last Sunday, some new things uh, for the new year. And we looked at, I think, three things last Sunday, which is a new way before us. We looked at a new walk before us, and we also looked at new wonders. And that is to tell us and to get our hearts ready for what God is going to do for us. We have not walked this way before, and God is saying to us, there will be a need for us to pay close attention to his guidance, to his leading, to all the things that he may want to communicate to us. There is going to be a new walk, because a new way calls for a new walk, and God will guide us as we go along. But then, the last thing we looked at is the new wonders. Because in the midst of all the trouble and the turmoil and all that we see happening around us, we believe that God is still a God who does great and mighty things. As the psalmist reminded us, he is the God of great wonders. So our expectations are high. We may be in lockdown. We don't know what the future holds. But we said last week that we may not know what the future holds for us, but we know who holds the future. And if we know who holds the future, then we can face tomorrow with great confidence, knowing that God is there with us and for us in that journey. A new way, a new walk, and new wonders. But let's not forget that um, a new year also comes with uh, new hopes. Uh, it comes with new desires. It comes with new expectations. And I'm sure that for every one of us in this meeting this morning, uh, you may have new hopes for 2021. Uh, you may have new desires uh, for 2021. And you have new expectations for 2021. I don't think there's anyone who wants life to continue as it is at the moment. Uh, we seek freedom. We want to be free. We want to go back to doing the things that we want to do. We are thinking about the future and what the future holds in store uh, for us, for our families, for our communities and also for our churches. And, and there is nothing wrong with having new hopes, desires, and expectations. But the problem starts when we become too consumed and obsessed with our future sustenance and survival to the detriment of our spiritual health. Now, I would say that again, that there is nothing wrong in having new hopes. I have hopes for myself. I have desires for my family. I have expectations for the church that God has committed into our hands uh, to lead and to guide. But the problem that we have most times is then we become too consumed and obsessed with our future sustenance and survival to the detriment of our spiritual health. There is a prayer we call the Lord's Prayer, and many of us, we know this prayer even without looking at the scriptures in the church. We always say that prayer at the end of our services. And there's a line in the Lord's Prayer that says, Give us this day our daily bread. And is a part of the Lord's Prayer that sometimes we fail to take home the meaning of those words. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, that is a prayer of trust. That is a prayer of dependence. 
It's a prayer that acknowledges that God is the one that guides and provides for us on a day-to-day basis. But when you look at the text that I read to us this morning in Exodus chapter 16 from verse 14, or better still, you can start from verse 1 and begin to read, you will see that God's people did something that goes completely contrary to the spirit of that prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. So God's people went from trusting God for their daily sustenance, trusting God and acknowledging Him as the one who guides them day by day, to becoming consumed with their future sustenance, that even when God told them to gather just for the day, quite a good number of them, or many of them, did not stick to that instruction. They were worried about tomorrow. They started gathering more than they needed, going against the spirit of the prayer that we just talked about. Give us this day our daily bread. And that's why I said that there's nothing wrong with us having new hopes, desires, and expectations. But the problem usually starts when we become too consumed and obsessed with our future sustenance and survival to the detriment of our spiritual health. We are no longer paying attention to the daily guidance of God. We are no longer trusting Him as we should. He's no longer the one who is at the center of every daily decision that we make. So the call of the hour for us is to understand what it means to live day by day with Jesus. To understand what it means to trust God on a daily basis. To come to a point where our lives we are not obsessed with 50 years or 100 years. There's nothing wrong with, of course, thinking about the future, like I said. But if you look at the prayers of Jesus, especially in the Bible, when Jesus Christ was speaking to his disciples and encouraging and reminding the people around him of the need to know that he is the one, that he is the one who will take care of them. He is the one who knows the number of hairs on their head. He is the one who feeds the birds of the air. He is the one who looks after the lilies in the valley. Jesus was saying all this so that the people will not be overconsumed with the need and the demands of tomorrow. So it's important for us to ask ourselves, how do I please God on a daily basis? It's not about what's going to happen in a hundred years from now or ten years from now or twenty years from now, which sometimes we worry about. In our health, what's going to happen five years from now? In my family, what's going to happen ten years from now? Yes, we are called as Christians to plan, to think, but at the same time, we are also called to understand that every planning, everything that we do must be, we must acknowledge that God is the one who guides our steps. He is the one who speaks into our path. He is the one who has called us to trust Him every single step of the way. So the more I learn how to live day by day with Jesus, the better for me. The more I understand the demand that God places on me as a Christian, then it's easier for me to live a life that is pleasing uh, uh, before uh, Him. Now I'm going to share with us quickly some of the things that we need to do if we are going to live day by day with Jesus. What does it mean to live day, day by day with Jesus? And some of us might call these resolutions or what you may decide to do. But I wouldn't want to choose to uh, pick the word resolution because sometimes, you know, we say, well, I've resolved to do this, I've resolved to do that. 
and we end up not doing them. But what we need to know is that these are the things that you see on a daily life, life uh, lifestyle with Jesus. These are some of the things that you see that make up the understanding of what it means to live day by day with Jesus. And so if you're thinking about tomorrow, if you're concerned about 10 years and 15 years, have you asked yourself, what about the day-to-day living with Jesus? And the first thing we need to understand in the daily living or day-to-day living with Jesus is that every day I will resolve in my heart to offer myself afresh to the Lord. That's the first call for the Christian, that every single day I live, I will resolve in my heart to offer myself afresh to the Lord. If you look at the story we read in the book of Exodus, that was something missing in the life of the people of God. They never saw themselves as offering themselves as daily offerings or sacrifices before God to ask themselves, is my life and my work pleasing before God? And that's why if you start from verse 1, the people began to complain. They began to offer God sacrifices that is not acceptable. If you remember in the book of Hebrews, we are called to offer the sacrifices of our lips, and which is the praise that we offer him. But they weren't offering sacrifices of praise. They began to complain. They began to murmur. They began to talk about the things that they, they didn't have. Oh God, you've given us only meat to eat. And they were complaining. Instead of thanking God for the meat that they had, instead of thanking God who gave them water to drink, they should have been thanking God for their health, for the protection, for bringing them out of bondage and sending them on on a journey of freedom. They began to complain. And so God gave them manna from heaven. But even with the manna, we still see the heart of disobedience. And so God's people failed to see that they should offer themselves afresh to the Lord. Every day that you wake up, you are called to make an offering. And your life is the greatest offering that you can give to God. There's a scripture in the book of Numbers uh, chapter 29 and verse 6. Now, if you go to Numbers chapter 29 verse 6. Now, the Bible tells us something about the priest. You know, sometimes when we look at the priest and their duties and the offerings they offer before God, there's something struck me with the lives of the priest. They were actually instructed to offer to the Lord what you might call a daily burnt offering. So their offerings were daily. And of course, in the New Testament, we haven't got that set up where you've got the priest offering. But we are, the Bible calls us the royal priesthood, a peculiar people. And we are called to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you are a priest in a way. And every day with Jesus, you're called to offer yourself afresh to the Lord. Remember Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, which is a very important verse of scripture. Some of us, we know this uh, scripture very well. And this is Paul writing to the Roman Christians. What does Paul say to them in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1? And he said, and so their brothers and sisters, I plead with you. It's like a man who is looking at his children and begging, or it's like a pastor looking at a church and he's begging. He said, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. So when you think of all that God has done for you, 
When you think of all the blessings, what he has brought you through, the times of danger and pain, that but God sustained you, God kept you, God gave you things. He says, let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. So you can see the offering, what we are called to offer to him. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. He says, this is truly the way to worship him. So the way to worship him is not just joining a Zoom meeting. The way to worship him is not gathering in a physical building, as we know now that some of our churches, almost of the churches, are all shut down. And people are grumbling and murmuring, oh, we can't gather to worship. But Paul is saying, this is the right way to worship him. The greatest worship that you can give to God is to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. He says, this is truly the way to worship him. So in 2021, instead of being consumed with the future sustenance and survival, why not begin day by day? Because it's the decisions that we make day by day and the way we live our lives day by day that will add up to the bigger picture. So he says, I will offer myself as a living sacrifice, afresh to him. And we know what a living sacrifice is. When they take a sacrifice in the Old Testament and they place it upon the altar, the offering is killed and it dies. And not only is it, does it die, they, it's now dedicated to the Lord. And so you get an impression of what the call of the hour is for us as Christians. That we are called to offer our whole lives, our whole being. The day I wake up in the morning, every day you wake up in the morning, you're saying to God, Lord, let this day be like an offering before you. There's the second thing again I want us to know when we come to daily living or day by day living with Jesus is that every day, which is something you can resolve or decide to do for yourself, is that you will call upon the Lord in prayer in 2021. Now, that might sound very simple, call upon the Lord. And some of us might say, well, I'm already praying. I'm talking to God. But let's not forget that we live in a time and a season where there will be things that will choke our prayer lives, where there will be competing priorities. And we see this unfold in the life of the people of God. If they had spoken to God, if they had been calling on to God, praying to Him, they would have understood the ways of God. They would, have, they would have understood what God's demands were for them. But they were not. Instead of offering prayers to God on a daily basis, they were offering complaints. They were murmuring. They were attacking Moses, the people that was called uh, to lead and to guide them. There is a scripture in his book of Psalm 86 and verse 3. Very important verse of scripture. And this is what the psalmist says in that verse of scripture. Because when you look at Psalm 86 verse 3, he says that he is going to cry unto the Lord. But listen to what he says. He says, I cry unto thee daily. So we are not talking about a cry once in a month or once in, uh, in two months or once in six months. He says, this is something I am going to do daily. And you know the problem sometimes is that for some people, prayer is something they do when there is a crisis. There is trouble in the family. They begin crying unto God. They've lost their jobs. They begin crying unto God. Or maybe there is a great demand around them. They start crying. 
But the psalmist says, for me, prayer is not something I do once in a while, out of season. But he says, I cry unto you. It's something I will do every single day of my life. A few days ago, I told Nikki, I said, um, the boys are getting older, they are growing up now. And I think there are things we should begin to pray over their, uh, uh, on their behalf, you know, in terms of presenting them before God. We don't have to wait to see those problems or to see those things before we start praying about them. We are talking to God now on their behalf. We are lifting them before God every single day that we wake up, every single moment before we go to bed. And this is day-to-day living with Jesus. But the people were not interested in talking to God. Rather, they were more interested in their problems, interested in what they have, don't have, what God hasn't done for them. But when you think closely over your life, over these past years, there are reasons for you to come to God and thank Him for all that He has done for you. So day-to-day living with Jesus will mean calling upon Him every single day of the week. When I'm walking to the shops, I'm communing and talking with Him in my heart. When I'm driving, my heart is going out to Him in praise. Though things may not have worked exactly how I expect it to work, But I believe that my God is still the provider. My God is still the one who cares and who loves me. What else do we see in the text that we read uh, this morning? Now we see in the text we read this morning an obsession from the people of God to gather physical bread. And when you look at our world today, you can see how most people or many people are consumed with material things. The things that they want to gather to sustain them. And so in 2021, daily living with Jesus will mean that every day of my life, I will search and feed upon the word of God. And if you go to Exodus chapter 16, what do we see? We see a group of people who put material sustenance over feeding on the word that God had already given them. God had already spoken to his people that he was not going to leave them. God had already assured them of his presence, that he is the one guiding them. But here you see them, it was all about the bread. And that's why I love this whole theme and concept of daily bread and provision. Because when you go to the New Testament, remember when Jesus did a miracle. And in that miracle that Jesus did, of course he provided bread. And the next minute, the next day in his ministry, people flocked and came from all over the place. And Jesus looked at them and said, I know why you are coming to me. Not because you want to hear the word of God. Not because you have seen that I am the bread of life. You are coming because you want to be fed. And you can see that sometimes we put ourselves in that position. Where we allow the concerns of material things to actually blind us to feeding on the bread of life. And I think that for us, daily living with Jesus in this new year, 2021, will mean searching and feeding upon the word of God. Jeremiah said, I found your word and I did eat them. And they became the joy and the rejoicing of my spirit. And for us, that is what it should be. I set a target for myself every new year. And that is to read through the Bible at least once. And last year, at the end of the year, I was so glad in my heart that I completed that task. And this year, we've started off again, 
I've set another task again and I will go through it again. Every single day of my life, no day passes by without looking into the law of liberty, without looking and feeding on the word of God. In Acts chapter 17 verse 11, if you look at the description of the Berean Christians in Acts chapter 17, and I love the way the Bible describes these Bereans. The Bible says that they were more noble than the Thessalonian Christians. Now you wonder why were they more noble? Look at what they did. They searched the scriptures daily. Not just searching the scriptures to know whether those things were true, but they searched it daily. It was like every day with Jesus, I will come into the scriptures. But the text we saw in Exodus, for them, their daily living was about gathering the bread. Their daily living was about complaining about the meat that God has been, hasn't provided for his people. So what is your emphasis and what is your fo- the focus, the focal point of your relationship with God? Is it to know him through his revealed word? Or is it to become engrossed and taken over by the daily needs and the demands of life that you're beginning to lose sight of the word of God? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I think that this is a call for us as Christians that if there's anything that we need more than ever before, is to get back into the scriptures, is to feed on his word. And that was one thing that God's people failed uh, to do. If you look again in our text, you will see something else happening in the scriptures that we read this morning. And we talked about, I started by talking about offering ourselves as, um, as a sacrifice, an offering to God. And when you offer yourself as a sacrifice, it means dying to self. But then when you look at the scriptures, you see that these people were not dead to self. It was like self was on the throne. But then if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and you read from verse 31, and this is something that we are called to do every day with Jesus. And which brings me to the next point, because every day with Jesus, I am called to seek to die to sin and to self. But we have a group of people who are not dead to self. When Paul was writing in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 31, listen to what Paul says there. And he said it was quite remarkable. He says, I die daily. In other words, he says, every day I die to self. And so the challenge for us is are we truly dead to self? Or is self still on the throne? Is it about our ambition? Is it about what we want to accomplish? Is it about what we want that may be contrary to the will of God? And we see this happen over and over in the scriptures with God's people. God brought them out. Go show them a way. But then self, self, self will never let them see the mysteries of what God is doing in their midst. And so Paul here throws a challenge and says, for him, he says he dies daily. And I think that this is true even of the Christian walk and call for us. If you remember in Luke chapter 9, when you go to verse 23 and verse 24 there, which is the call of Jesus, that he tells us to take up our cross and follow him. Now, the cross is not just a beautiful ornament for us that we hang around our necks, but actually at the time of Jesus, it was an instrument of death and crucifixion. 
And so when we talk about the cross, we are talking about dying. Dying to self. Dying and living and coming alive. If you look at Romans chapter 6, I think this is in verse 11. If you go to Romans chapter 6, and which is Paul actually reminding the Roman Christians that they are called to consider themselves, and I love the way he put it, dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do you consider yourself dead to self? Do you consider yourself, as Paul said in Galatians 2, 20, that nevertheless, he said, I'm crucified with Christ, but nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ who now lives in and through me. And that is the call of the hour. That is the call of Christians. Sometimes we may look with horror at the things that we see happening around us. But we tend to forget that actually there is a call, there is a demand on us as Christians. And that call and demand is to die to self. Every day when we offer ourselves before him, we are reminding ourselves that we are dead to sin. It's like dead men walking. It's not about my own desires anymore, but it's about what God desires of me. It's not about what I want to accomplish in my own strength, but it's about what God wants to accomplish in and through me for the glory and honor of his name. The people of Israel were not dead to self. They allowed self to rob them of the greater blessings that God have in store for them. And did you notice what else you see in that scripture? Because when Moses told God's people, gave them the instruction about what to do, how to conduct themselves, what to do with the manna, and some of them did the opposite. And you wondered, couldn't some of them have reminded the others that this is what God expects of us? Or maybe said to the others, those who were violating, because if you remember, if you look, if you read further down in the scriptures, God actually told them, do not gather it on the seventh day. So they were only meant to stop on the sixth and do not gather more than what they needed, but some of them still went ahead. And the Bible says when they went out on the seventh day, there was nothing to be found. But you wonder, nobody reminded and told them, they did not tell each other, and this is where the each others of scripture would come in now. Nobody told each other and said, you know what, this is, you don't have to go that way. This is what we've been told. And this brings me to the point, which is another major point we see in everyday living with Jesus. And that is, I will speak to others about my Lord and what he is doing. And if you read the text, they never did. It was like every man to himself. They all were gathering and doing what they wanted. Nobody said, but this is not the Lord's instruction for us. This is not the expectation of God for us. And so as we go along in our journey, everyday living with Jesus means me looking after my brother and my sister. As Christine said in that lesson, it may be making a phone call. It could just be knocking on the door. Whatever it is that we can do for one another to talk about what God is doing, to refrain from maybe to stop to save a soul from destruction, we are called as Christians uh, to do uh, this. There's a scripture here and I'm going to uh, read it out to us because when you get to Acts chapter 5 and verse 42, it tells us what the disciples were doing every day in the temple and from house to house. 
it says that and every day in the temple and from house to house they continue to teach and preach this message Jesus is the Messiah can you see their commitment it was a daily lifestyle not only were they doing it in the temple maybe for us when we gather together but they were doing it from house to house they were reminding each other standing by each other and saying this is what the news is about Jesus Christ is the Messiah Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life and sometimes that's all some people need to hear and sometimes someone who is down needs to hear a word of encouragement sometimes someone who is about to depart from the faith maybe needs to hear again that God still loves them and he wants them back in the fold but we see God's people here nobody was talking about what the Lord had done or what God expects of them they were all doing what they wanted gathering as much as they needed going out on the seventh day to gather for themselves and they found nothing that's not how we are called to live yes we may be concerned about future sustenance we may be concerned about 10 years and 15 years from now but the reality is that every single day of my life the greater call demand that God places on me is to speak to others about his saving grace and what he is doing in my life I'll give us one more and I'll close on there if you look at the text again in Exodus chapter 16 where we read did you notice that in that scripture the selfish lifestyle was very evident because as the people of God went out to gather for themselves did you notice what he said some gathered a lot and some a few but then by God's divine providence God made sure that even those who gathered little they were still they still had enough and that is the miracle of the text but you wonder that why are we sometimes so consumed with tomorrow and with our needs that we don't see the needs of others and so every day with Jesus would mean for me as a Christian being willing to help someone else who may be in greater need and that is what God is looking for because when he brings us together as a fellowship as a group of people we are looking out for one another there will be people who will have enough and there will be people who may have nothing and if you look at the life of the early church it was like a fellowship who bound themselves together to help each other to stand by each other and that's what we see happening in our test here people who were very selfish people who thought of gathering all they can canning all they get and sitting as it were on the can but God says that is not the spirit of the hour if you go to uh, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13 and I'm going to end with that verse of scripture Hebrews chapter 13 uh, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13 there you see the uh, uh, the writer of Hebrews calling us to warn each other and I love the way he puts it and that is another each other of scripture so it's like Christine knew exactly what where I'm going this morning he says you must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God so can you see that daily living with Jesus and you see that in all of this 
The call is not to be so consumed with tomorrow and 10 years and 20 years and 50 years. Yes, we are called as Christians to plan, but the call of the hour, if I do this every day, then I'm living a life that is pleasing before him. He says, exhort one another, remind one another, as it is called today, not five years, not 10 years, today, as we stand alongside those people. And that tells me that there is indeed a great ministry here in which every single one of us as Christians, we can engage, we can support one another, we can help someone else who is in need. I should never come to a point where I allow my desperation and my need to blind me to someone else's need. And sometimes that happens to us as Christians. Maybe we are weeping so much and our eyes are full of tears and pain that we can't even lift up our eyes and see someone else who is in need of comfort or someone else who actually have gathered only little and needs our help and our support. The people went out, some gathered a lot, more than they needed, even went out to gather on the days that God said, do not gather, without thinking of those who also had a need in their lives. And my prayer this morning is that the Spirit of God will help us as we go along, as we nourish, uh, cherish our visions, our expectations, and those desires that we have in our heart, that we will understand that there is a day-to-day call of living with Jesus. If I live for him day to day, if I live for him month to month, if I live for him from one year to the next, then I'm painting a beautiful picture. It's like an artist who picks up a canvas and begins to put some strokes on the canvas. And as he goes along, that beautiful stroke, the little lines he draws, now paints a beautiful picture that stands to be admired. And that is what our lives should be about. Day to day living with Jesus. Shall we bow our hearts this morning? And um, I want you for a few seconds just to reflect on the things that we've spoken about today. And maybe it could be that you are consumed with tomorrow. Maybe you're so worried about the things that would happen in the future. You're thinking and looking and maybe trying to work it out with your human brain and reasoning. Give us this day our daily bread. A simple prayer, but yet it reminds you of the need of dependence, of trust, of knowing that God is the one who guides every step that you take. Will you rededicate your life to him again this morning and say to him, Lord Jesus, guide my family. Lord Jesus, I want you to be on the throne. Lord Jesus, I want to feed on your word. Is every day my waking moments, my sleeping moments. I want to die to self. And I want Christ to live in and through me. I want to commit myself to the fellowship of your people. Whatever it is for you this morning, you know what that daily living would mean for you. 
It's like a man saying to his wife, I love you. He said it once, and he never says it again. And then after three months or two weeks, he comes back and says, I love you. It's a daily expression of commitment. A daily reminder that this is a shared life. Speak to him this morning in the quietness of your heart. Lord, I want to walk with you. I want to live for you. I want every day of my life. Let it be like a living sacrifice before you. Father, we just thank you this morning for speaking to us once again. Thank you because the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. I thank you for those who may be worried and concerned about tomorrow and the bigger picture. But we thank you because you've called us to walk daily with you and live daily for you. And all we ask this morning is to give us that grace. To know that it's the little things that we do every day that leads up and paints this beautiful picture of a life that needs to be admired. And Lord, I pray that 2021 will be a year of greater commitment, a year of greater desire to live for you, a year where our commitment to the things of the kingdom will be so strong. As the scripture says, what can separate us from the love of God? Is it famine? Is it nakedness? Is it peril? And all the things, is it demons? Nothing. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. And I pray, Lord, that that would be settled in our hearts, that you love us so much, and we are called to love you and live for you in return. We give you all the praise and all the glory to this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to now, um, still in that attitude of worship, take our last song, uh, Take My Life and Let It Be. It's a wonderful song. I love the words of uh, that song because it reminds us of um, a life of consecration and uh, what we are called as Christians to do every single day of our lives. Take my 
Jesus, take my all, take myself, and I'll be only uh, for uh, Thee. Lord, we just thank You for our meeting this morning. Thank You that as we've offered everything in our lives to You, I pray, Lord, that Your Spirit will continue to guide and lead us into every and all things that we do this week. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let us share the grace together in fellowship as we say, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now evermore. Amen. Amen. All right, before we leave, just a few notices uh, for us.